April 2023 is bringing some massive shifts. I feel like astrologers always say there's massive shifts coming, but I'm not the one to say that all the time. And April 2023 is really the month that's bringing that. So all eyes are on Aries this month, and we're going to talk about the new beginnings, new cycles, Aries energy, everything that's happening, including eclipse season, and what to expect for that. And as always, yoga practices and journal prompts for you to best harness this energy in your personal spiritual self-care practices. So first, I'd like to extend you a warm welcome to the Yogi Scopes podcast, your yoga horoscopes and yoga practices for the current astrological weather using Vedic sidereal astrology. I'm your host, Rosemary Holbrook. If you don't know your Vedic birth chart, you can get it at my website, yogiscopes.com slash chart. It's always linked in the show notes or the description if you watch this on YouTube. So that's there along with a free handy worksheet called the birth chart decoder where you can know what you're looking at because I know Vedic charts look significantly different from Western birth charts if you're coming from a, you know, Western astrology, the circle chart background. Um, so yeah, so that resource is there on my website. You can check that out so that you can follow along because often I'll say things like, um, especially with this podcast episode in, in general, we're looking at the month of April and one of the journal prompts that I have for you is to consider what house Aries governs in your chart. So that's where the birth chart decoder will come in handy. If you've never looked at a Vedic birth chart before and you don't know how to decipher it, that's what that is there for. It's free. Um, so yeah. And so we'll also stick around to the end for some other fun housekeeping announcements. Let's dive into what is happening astrologically this month. So like I said, all eyes are really on Aries. So right now, um, it's the tail end of March. We already have Venus in Aries with Rahu. So Rahu, as you may know, is the north node of the moon. If you've heard of that from Western astrology, it is in Hindu mythology, a head without a body. And there is a story behind that. I covered that on a past episode. If you want to dive deeper into Rahu and Ketu, the episode is called the karmic indicators in Vedic astrology. You can just search that, um, wherever you are listening to this podcast, actually not on YouTube, it's not on YouTube, but it is on the podcast players. Um, so you can dive more into the story about that, but basically Rahu and K2 are some major karmic indicators. They're Rahu is like our, our this life karma. I often notice that when people say, you know, people are like several lifetimes ago, they're like in another lifetime, I did such and such. And really they mean like in this lifetime, they just mean like, um, things majorly shifted since that period in life. We can often see those things demarcated by Rahu and K2 cycles. So that's an aside that Aries is where Rahu is right now. So that's why I'm, I want to touch on it a little more in depth because so Aries, Rahu has been in Aries for about a year. It will be there for about six more months, but the big deal this month is Jupiter is moving there. So we already have Venus there. Um, Jupiter is moving there. And then it just so happens that this month, Jupiter only moves signs once a year. So that it's like coincidental that the sign Jupiter is moving to happens to be the sign one where Rahu is and two, um, 
where all the rest, so the sun, Mercury, and Venus pretty much follow like a yearly, all three of them are moving through the zodiac on about like a monthly basis. So we often see April being like Aries season, quote unquote, that's what they call it in Western astrology. So we know the sun will be moving there. Venus is already there on Friday, uh, March 31st is when Mercury moves there, which might be kind of welcome because Mercury has been in Pisces where it is debilitated uh, for a few weeks now. But yeah, all eyes are on Aries this month because we have, so if you want the dates, as always, you can get the 2023 Yogi Scopes Planner. It's a PDF download. Um, it's it's available in the membership, but you can get the planner by itself. If you go to yogiscopes.com 2023, you can get all these dates in advance along with interpretations and other helpful tools. But the sun is entering Aries on Friday the 14th of April. And Venus is already there. It's actually leaving Aries and moving on to Taurus on April 6th. So that might kind of soften this Aries energy a little bit, it might bring a little more balance because what, so what we're going to see with all this Aries energy is that it's very fiery. It's very like hot headed in nature, but it also can be like the spark, the fiery spark that we need to bring new beginnings. Right. Um, but Venus moving into Taurus on April 6th. So early in the month, it's like, uh, the same day as a full moon in Virgo which we will talk about on a separate episode. I always do separate episodes for the new and full moons. Um, uh, Venus moving into Taurus, which is a sign that it rules, an earth sign, um, and Venus being a planet of luxury, creativity, uh, femininity in some ways, that might help balance the energies a little bit because we do have a large tendency towards fiery energy this month. So lots of Aries energy, basically. All eyes are on Aries for April 2023. On Thursday, April 6th, we have the full moon in Virgo and um, Venus entering Taurus. And then other than that, everything happening this month is in Aries. The sun moving into Aries on April 14th, which is a Friday. Um, then on April 19th, we have the beginning of eclipse season. So really, the shadow period around the eclipses will begin on that full moon in Virgo or like immediately thereafter on next week. So the majority of the month and into May, we're in what you could call eclipse season, which can be a turbulent time. It can be a time of like really powerful downloads, like pay attention to the ideas you're getting. Maybe don't act on them right away, but write them down, keep a journal, whatever. We will also have a separate episode about the eclipse when we get closer, but we have a solar eclipse in Aries on April 19th, which is a Wednesday. And then after that, we have um, Akshaya Tritaya, which is on the Saturday, the 22nd, which is a beautiful day. That's actually, so our April monthly workshop is all around harnessing the moon in Vedic astrology and applying it to your yoga and spiritual practices. So you can go to um, yogiscopes.com slash classes and click the workshops tab to learn more about that workshop in detail. But that's, we're hosting it. It was going to be on the day of Akshaya Tritaya, but I let the members vote on times and we landed on Sunday, uh, the 23rd at 10 a.m. So you can join as a member or drop into that for um, the same cost of a month of membership. Um, and anyway, Akshaya Tritaya is the day, it's a tithi, which we'll talk about in the workshop, what tithis are, lunar days. Um, 
that the moon is in Taurus, exalted, while Venus is in Taurus. So it's this very like um, lush, like feminine new beginnings day in the Vedic calendar. So we have that this month. That's helping balance out all this Aries energy, but that's right in between the eclipses. So it's happening like three days after this new moon solar eclipse in Aries. And then the day before that, should have mentioned, Friday, April 21st is when Mercury goes retrograde in Aries. So Mercury will move to Aries this Friday, March 31st and stay there for a while because in April, late April, it's going retrograde. It will go direct in May um, and then have to re-traverse through Aries. So during this eclipse season, during um, April and into May, Aries energy is high. That's why I, I told you already that one of the journal prompts is you need to know what area of life for you Aries governs. And you'll find that out by knowing which house Aries is in and then finding out the meaning of that house. And so on that same day that Mercury goes retrograde in Aries, Jupiter will enter Aries. So it's a big month. So as y'all may know, I like I said in the beginning, I am not one to say, we're in a transformational, we have huge transformations. And I feel like that's what I hear from like all astrologers. Like it's always this major transformational time is like this vibe I get. And while that is true, you can change, you can radically change your life any fucking time you want. Like nobody's stopping you. You can make the radical changes and transformations anytime you want. Um, some of the cha- the big transformational energies coming this month are, um, like the more subtle ones that might set something in motion. So while that is true that sometimes you may experience radical changes in your life when um, something big astrologically is or is not happening, um, these bigger events like Jupiter changing signs tend to be more like undercurrent type energy. Like you might not wake up on the day of April 21st. Maybe you will because Mercury is going retrograde that day and that one tends to be pretty impactful in the short term. Whereas Jupiter entering Aries is more impactful in the long term, um, Jupiter changing signs is, um, you might not wake up that day and feel hugely different. Or if you do, like I was saying, it might be related to Mercury retrograde. Um, but Jupiter changing signs, you might notice shifts. Like you look back and what you set into motion this month, um, has potential to change trajectory of your year, perhaps even your life, right? So it's a good time for that in April. And we know that in this, in the wheel of the year, if you study seasons at all, Ayurveda, um, here in the Northern hemisphere, we're entering spring, right? Like we're past the spring equinox, the vernal equinox, things are getting brighter. We're getting more daylight. Things are getting warmer. The plants are bursting forth with life. So just in a sense of following nature, this month is time to bring forth new life, um, bring forth new beginnings. So I just want to say like, we will cut, I will do another episode for the full moon and the new moon eclipse, obviously separate episodes for those. And then also this month we'll have a special episode dedicated to Jupiter and Aries. So don't worry about that too much right now. I just want you to know that this month is like it might be good to be thinking about now what major shifts you want to bring in your life. And that might, you might, I suspect, you know, this is the thing. This is what I'm like. I always tell people, I'm like, you know, in your being what you want to do, what new beginnings you want to bring. 
but looking at the Aries area in your chart specifically for this month can, it'll probably just make you feel validated in what you were already thinking already. Um, so let's talk about the overall energies of the month. If, if that hasn't uh, become clear over uh, what I've said so far, massive shifts this month, Jupiter changing signs, eclipse season and Mercury retrograde. Things are going to be a little bit haywire, especially towards the end of the month. Um, be careful with your communication all month because Mercury and Aries, you might uh, feel like saying some stuff. And so just try not to be too fiery with your speech, right? Like maybe you need to say things. Maybe there are things that need to be said, right? But especially once Mercury goes retrograde in Aries, just be a little more mindful um, related to your communication. And so the the that brings new cycles, growth, learning. Jupiter entering Aries is like a new cycle for your learning. And so Jupiter in Aries, so this is the thing, with planets entering Aries, they're all going to go through their Gandanta zone. And in the Jupiter episode, I will cover the amount of time that Jupiter will be Gandanta. So Gandanta is a spiritual knot. Um, and in it's a Vedic astrology concept. And basically, the way I think about it is that it's like the knot at the end of a rope. Like you've been holding on to something and you've just been gripping and you've slid all the way to the end of the rope. Think like rope burn and you're just holding on to this knot at the end. And the more you pull on it, the tighter it gets. Um, in in yoga philosophy, knots are called granthis. So you might know about granthis in the body. Um, so a, a spiritual knot is not a good thing. And when planets move through, at least in my opinion, it's, it's not a good thing. It's, it's probably like some, like a rut you need to work through or like a, think of like a knot and a muscle, like they're not good things, right? Um, we want to kind of massage them out or work through them. And so as planets move through their Gandanta zones, which is any time a planet is in the last three degrees and 20 minutes of a water sign, Pisces, uh, Cancer, or Scorpio, and the first three degrees and 20 minutes of a fire sign, AKA Aries, Leo, or Sagittarius. So for those six degrees and 40 minutes at the tail end of a water sign to the beginning of a fire sign, planets are considered Gandanta. And so the length of days they spend there depends on how fast the planet moves. So Mercury is Gandanta right now. I'm like, maybe that's why I'm like talking so fast and feel so all over the place right now, like recording to this podcast a little more than usual, like whatever it is, what it is. We're just here living our life. Right. Um, but then, and so Venus is no longer Gandanta. I'm almost positive as I'm recording this. And so that's to be expected, right? Like when planets move through their Gandanta zones, like Mercury and Venus, but Jupiter moves slower. Remember I said Mercury and Venus spend like three weeks to a month in a sign, give or take. Um, Jupiter spends a year in a sign. So the amount of time that Jupiter will be Gandanta is like a month or more. Um, so we'll talk about that. So so that might be a time this month in general might be a time of sort of releasing blockages, spiritual blockages, spiritual knots around the things that Jupiter represents. So learning, um, optimism, expansion and growth in your life. So if you can kind of work through that stuff this month, especially because I mean, Aries is, it's the beginning of the Zodiac. It's, 
it's new beginnings, it's growth, it's cycles. So Jupiter's starting a new cycle. It'll be conjoined Rahu, which might make things a little more explosive and unpredictable. We'll talk about that separately on the Jupiter episode. But just know the the major energy of this month is new cycles, growth, and learning. And we have that that fiery spark energy slightly balanced by the fact that Venus will be in Taurus for the most of the month and we have Akshaya Trataya, which is also new beginnings but in a more feminine earthy grounded sense so that's nice to me that that's happening right after this um, eclipse in Aries right so it's a good month for purifying your Agni which is basically like third chakra work but also Maybe you do an Ayurvedic cleanse. We just got done doing that together in the membership, in the Yogi Scopes membership. Um, So that could look like doing core work. That could look like eating better, doing an Ayurvedic cleanse, eating kitchery, taking care of your Agni. It could also look like um, just doing third chakra work, things around your self-expression, around how you bring your uh, sense of self and creativity into existence in the world. So having a balanced third chakra is it's a good month for that. We're working towards a balanced third chakra. Um, this month, it's also a good month for staying close to teachers, especially as Jupiter moves through its Gondanta zone and um, changes signs and conjoins Rahu. So we'll talk about that separately on the Jupiter episode, but just know Jupiter's top of mind. Jupiter's beginning a whole new cycle. This month, um, it's a... Related to that, to Jupiter, it's also a good month for trying to see the lesson in everything. So often, if you're trying to do something new or bring about new growth, right, you might uh, not do it right the first time, right? So I hope, it's my hope for you that you approach all these new experiences that you might be inviting intentionally into your life as learning experiences and just get let some of that pressure off yourself to get it right or do it right. Um, and so then it's also a good month for grounded passion and luxuriating while Venus is in, uh, Taurus, uh, tap into that creativity, tap into that sense of luxuriousness. If you get to feeling a little bit young or Pitta or imbalanced fire element related to all this Aries stuff going on, uh, tapping into that, uh, Venus and Taurus sort of creative, uh, earthy, I don't know, walk barefoot on the earth, uh, do some art kind of stuff will help ease that energy. So it's a bad month for Pitta or the fire element being out of balance. So you might tend towards things like inflammation and excess heat this month. Um, so just be mindful of that. Be mindful of being hot headed, especially once uh, Mercury goes retrograde in Aries. And, you know, for the whole first three weeks of the month, Mercury will be in Aries, which is technically a little bit better of a position for it than where it's been in Pisces, but, um, it still could lead to this like hot headed communication, like saying stuff, popping off at the mouth type energy. So just be careful with that. Be mindful, um, and come back to that, you know, groundedness, tap into the Venus and Taurus energy, right? So yoga practices, as I've been mentioning, cooling pranayamas, uh, Sidali and Sitkari, which are, Sidali is the one where you make the taco tongue. We practice it in our Aries, um, 
Aries season flow practice that's we did this morning on Wednesday. Anybody can drop into those Yogi Scopes flow. You get the recording sent immediately afterwards if you can't make it live. It's already uploaded into the membership portal. You can just search like Aries season or Aries 2023 and you'll find it. Um, we practiced one of those pranayamas in our flow practice this morning. Um, and then core work and third chakra work, like I mentioned, are going to be the yoga practices for all month long, building heat in a, so it's more like channeling heat, right? Like when I say purifying Agni, we don't want to just be like, let all that heat go to our head, be hot headed. That's a very Aries energy. It's more like having a, a good flow for your heat, your, your digestive fire, heat in your body, right? Circulation. And then so, um, some of the, the journal prompts for this month have to do with this third chakra work I was talking about. So here are your journal prompts. What new beginnings do I want to invite into my life? And related to that is what house does Aries govern in my chart? And so that's what I was mentioning with the decoder. If you don't know what house Aries governs in your chart, you can get the decoder to find out which house. You can spend some time with Google to figure out what that house means or you could join the membership and there's resources there to help you. Um, and I just, like I said earlier, I suspect that, you know, you know what you want, what growth you want to bring into your life this year. Um, and the astrology is more than likely just validating that is what I see most of the time for folks. Like most people are just kind of living their life that, you know, you've got your things that you think about and, um, especially given the fact that Rahu's been there in Aries for a year, like the, whatever area of your chart Aries governs has been implicated for a year already with Rahu being there. So I suspect that, you know, I suspect that you've already been working with this, but looking at it in your chart can only be helpful. Right. Um, and so here's some of your third chakra ish questions related to especially Jupiter and Aries and all this Aries energy that we have going on this month. What are some of the risks that I have been afraid to take and how can I work through those fears to pursue my dreams? Right? So Aries energy involves a certain amount of riskiness, right? And so especially with Jupiter moving there, it might expand your willingness to be in that risk to work with that risk. Um, so can you make it a calculated risk, a learning experience, right? Where you're going to, um, maybe even do so with the help of a teacher, right? Um, and how do I approach new experiences and how can I make sure that I'm always open to learning and growing? So this, this question is asking like, are you always putting yourself in new experiences, always down to try new things, or do you kind of avoid them? And could you find some balance there um, related to creating new beginnings, new cycles, new experiences, or maybe you need to tone it down and stay grounded, right? Like, so explore your relationship with new experiences and um, treating things as learning experiences versus just giving up on them if you're not immediately good at them, right? Um, and what are some of the qualities that you admire in other people and how can you cultivate those same qualities within yourself, especially related to whatever growth you're trying to bring this year that has to do with Jupiter teachers, like what qualities do you admire in others and how can you embody that to bring this new growth and expansion that you might be hoping to bring and how can 
you use the Jupiter and Aries energy to make a positive impact on the world around you because that's honestly what it's all about is not just self-serving, but serving the world. We're talking about that, especially with Saturn and Aquarius. It's a major undercurrent theme going on right now. So yeah, the overall idea, big shifts this month with Jupiter changing signs, eclipse season, and Mercury retrograde. So my announcement related to that was we will be having the Mercury retrograde meditation challenge was a big hit last time. We'll be having it again. Um, definitely inside the membership this time it will not be free so you can either come as a member or there will be a small drop in price for the community the the support that you get along the way the accountability it was super helpful for folks last time folks said they had major breakthroughs so be on the lookout for that or if you're ready for all of this fun awesome stuff it's always all included in membership so our weekly classes that you can drop into our monthly workshops which this month is all about the moon and, and nakshatras and tithis and how to work that into your yoga practice or teaching if you're a teacher, but this will be mostly um, personal practice focus. We will have a practice in the workshop uh, on April 23rd. So a lot of stuff happening this month astrologically and new thing in the membership, which um, we have not just monthly Q and A's that you can submit your questions for in advance, but now we have chart check-ins. And our first one, th this is a different event we used to have it's now been rebranded. Re you can submit a question about your chart or about how these um, transits are impacting you specifically, and I will look at your chart. It's like a think of like a mini reading once a month, and you can submit your questions in advance if you can't make it live. Um, so we have all these new fun stuff in the membership. Um, so I'd love to see you in there if you're ready for that. Welcome you into the community. Um, yeah, practice along with us. Be a part of the community. The folks in there are utmost supportive. Um, and it's where I put all of my attention and focus to support y'all with what's going on astrologically. So things like the Mercury retrograde meditation challenge, because that's, what's going to help you with, if you're experiencing problems with Mercury retrograde, all that support and community and accountability is there. Keep your eye open for that. Um, the workshop that you can also drop into. Yeah. I'd love to see y'all in the Yogi Scopes community membership. You also get the yearly planner, all kinds of stuff. It's all included. Um, all the stuff that you can kind of do a la carte to support your self-study astrology yoga practice journey to live your path more, more fulfilled, more. Um, the, the big thing that I hear from folks in the membership is that they're kind of like, all everybody's like doing different stuff. Like we have people that work full time, people that are moms, people that are stay at home moms, people that are working moms, people that have no children, right? Like all these different people doing all these different things, living in different places. Um, right. And the, the unifying factor is that everybody feels validated by their chart. And we have that language to, uh, support each other when we all might be doing something that, um, you know, it can feel lonely to do things on your own uh, that nobody else around you is doing, but you have that validation from your chart and then you have the community that like gets it right anyway. So that's, that's what we hear from folks that having that community support to feel less alone when you might be doing something like kind of blazing your own trail is super helpful. So I hope this month brings you the oomph and the, the, 
stars aligning to bring all this new life and energy into whatever you're trying to create and manifest in life. And yeah, I'd love to welcome you into the community. Please remember to keep your feet on the ground, your head in the stars, and stay in the light. Until next time, friends. Take care.